Hi, this is Dave Dutton of Dave's Voice Works and Radio Guy Reflections and TurnbuckleTrash.net. Two great podcasts, one about professional wrestling and one about radio. And it's all on Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, here's a great way to make a podcast. Use Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast because, hey, it's free. And they give all the creation tools that allow you to record and edit any podcast you'd like to do right from your computer. Use Anchor. Anchor, the best way to podcast and the best way to listen to Turnbuckle Trash or Radio Guy Reflections. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. I love video games and pro wrestling. With three fans who know how to talk some trash. None of these cross-eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. I guess it's time to take out the trash. I guess this is a Valentine's Day special, but you're not my Valentine. Hi everyone, it's Dave Dedden, and my not Valentine is Mr. What? Zane Peterson. Be mine, Dave. Well, you know, as uh, as Ugly Kid Joe saying, I hate everything about you. Somebody should parody that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you got the you you got to do it now. So, <sighs> yeah. well, uh, this is uh, no. this is edition of uh, Turnbuckle Trash, and like we said, we are doing this because we're both romantic geniuses. Our wives are doing something yeah. else at this time, and we are talking professional wrestling. So, here we go. Now, today we did receive word uh, that one of the pioneers of uh, wrestling, uh, one of the the real geniuses of wrestling jerry jarrett passed away today uh at the age of 80 now for those of you who are not really aware of jerry jarrett he uh, started promoting and helping out at the age of 14 in the nwa where his mom actually worked in the nashville office then he went on to become a performer uh in uh, the mid-south a lot of tag team titles then he went on to become just a promoter and he bought the promotion along with uh, Jerry the King Lawler, and Memphis Wrestling took over. You know, we talk a lot about Memphis Wrestling on this program because Chris and I are both uh, grew up on that. Um, but uh, he also did that. And then something I read about today that I wasn't aware of, that during the Attitude Era, uh, Jerry Jarrett worked for the WWE behind the scenes. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that either. Uh, then uh, he also uh, helped found TNA Wrestling in Nashville and sold it out to Dixie Carter later on. But he and Jeff uh, both had uh, their fingers in uh, TNA when it first started off. So Yeah, I remember that. I do too. It, that was a good promotion. Yeah, and that still is going on today under the banner of 
Impact. Impact, and they do most of their uh, their programming now. Still out of Nashville, although Anthem Sports is out of uh, Canada. So, and when you go, you got to yeah. check and see. When you go to Nashville, you still well, going I've to Nashville? To, yeah, we're going to Nashville in the March. I've tried to find. I found the place where they record, uh-huh. but I can't find any details on, like tickets or anything i've searched the whole interweb and uh, uh i guess we'll just stick to country music while we're there well you that that ain't that ain't that bad now they ain't that bad but yeah. uh jerry jarrett did pass away and uh i honestly guys uh without jerry jarrett uh you probably would not have had ecw because memphis started off with doing the extreme type wrestling they're kind of the the hotbed of the start of the extreme wrestling and then uh, he and uh, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, they just promoted that area so well when they had it. And he died today at, at the age of 80. And uh, then one other uh, a big name in the wrestling business, also with ties to Memphis, Tennessee, Lanny Poffo. That's Randy Savage's brother. Uh, he portrayed the genius in the WWE. He passed away last week. Uh, what do you remember about the genius thing? Well, I, yeah, that was a little bit before. All I know is that when, when wasn't it uh, Macho Man's family owned a wrestling promotion, didn't they? Yeah, they actually owned one they in the Memphis to... area that went up against Jerry Jarrett and, and also uh, Jerry Lawler's promotion. And there was some bad blood uh, for a while between the two. And then they uh, decided to get together. And that's what I was going to tie in together with uh, with Lanny passing away and Jerry passing away. When I first saw the Macho Man perform, uh, he was in a tag team with Lanny Poffo, his brother. Yeah. Okay. And they, they called themselves Poffo Mania because their dad, Angelo Poffo, was a big star in the Mid-South and South region uh, in the uh, 50s and early 60s. And, uh, you know, he, he okay. would go up against Jackie Fargo and Luthez and some of the big names of that area era because he was a big star himself. And then they did this promotion together. And then the brothers called their tag team Poffomania. And I just remember Lanny Poffo as leaping Lanny Poffo. He could really sky. Yeah. He had a great voice. And uh, then, of course, Randy Savage went on to superstardom. And Landy did pretty well as the genius, but he never was that top-notch star like Randy Savage was. But uh, a, a real name in the business, and uh, he is, he's going to be missed. He recently was uh, doing some work with uh, ROH uh, just uh, about the time that the pandemic hit. Uh, he was doing some commentating really? with ROH. So uh, both of those oh. have passed away. Yeah, you know, and he was he was sixty eight years old. Yeah, uh, so it, uh, I mean, still got some pretty good years left. I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, a lot could. of people, and I know that's a it's a controversial subject of, you know, professional wrestlers from that era. You know, like uh, you know the Ultimate Warrior and some of those that passed away very early. You know, er. They still had some good years left on them, and right. and it's sad to see them pass away. And I know a lot of people say it's because of the 
things they did when they were, you know, wrestling it could cause premature death. But I don't I don't know. I know that there's a lot of controversy around that. Yeah. Well, there used to be. I don't know if there is as much anymore. But I know there for a while people were really talking smack about like steroids and drug use and, you know, causing people to kick the bucket prematurely. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to say anything bad about anybody because they did do that stuff. And that's hard on the body when you put that kind of uh, mm-hmm. chemicals into your body and then you put your body through the rigors of someone like a professional wrestler. But people die at all ages, you know? Yeah. And that, right. that's all. When people bring that up, I I always hesitate. I say, you know, I can't say it didn't contribute to an early death, but you also have plenty of wrestlers that, I mean, look, Sergeant Slaughter's still going. Uh, you have uh, yeah. the Iron Sheik is still alive. And uh, Abdullah the Butcher is still alive. And, uh, you know, of that same era. So, I say, you know, I can't say it didn't make some wrestlers die prematurely, but mm-hmm. there's plenty of drug use, plenty of alcohol abuse, plenty of bad habits people have, and people pass away at all ages. That's that's just my my opinion. Well, and the bottom line is, is it's it's sad that any time, exactly, you know, anybody goes, it's not it's not a fun, it's not a fun time whether they're whether they've lived a, a full life or whether they're young, it's it's never really easy on anybody. So yeah, and you know, and I uh, always tell people to go ahead and mourn. You know, if you have an elderly yeah. uh, person that passed away in your family, it's there's no problem with mourning. You know, you might be yeah. glad that they're not suffering anymore or or whatever, but uh, you're still going to miss them, and uh, that's what we're going to do with these these wrestlers who do pass away. Yeah, you know, and our our heart goes out to the families of those affected by, mm-hmm. you know, Jerry Jarrett's passing and Lonnie Poffo's passing. You know, um, and then you had uh, uh, Jay Briscoe pass away in that traffic accident yeah. earlier this year, and yeah, you know, life yeah. goes you on. Know, it's just, it's just a, it's it, you know, and it seems to me right now that a lot of things are, are going on that we're hearing of a lot of, a lot of these things, you know, like, uh, I know Jerry Lawler just had a, a very bad stroke. Yeah. Uh, and, really, really bad uh, stroke. Uh, they called it a major stroke. It was last Monday, I think a week ago yesterday when we're recording this on Tuesday. Yeah. And, uh, evidently he lost the ability to speak for a short time, but recovery is expected and he's going to have to go through, uh, some therapy to uh, to get his speech back, and uh, I, wow. yeah, it, you know, he's in his seventies. People have strokes, and and Jerry's taken good care of himself over the years. He doesn't drink. He never has drank. Never did drugs. Oh, um, but uh, you know, he put his body through it a lot of times. So <laughs> I hate to say it. Oh, I mean, I don't hate to say it. I'm sorry. Uh, I love to say that that it sure. You know, the king on commentary it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> That's true. Say <laughs> so the king uh, always has had, always been fantastic on commentary. I've always loved him. Kind and, of that the heel type commentator. You know, always yeah. you know 
on the side of the bad guy. And I love when he would always change his mind in the rumble. They'd <laughs> be like, "No, they're I changed their mind. They're my new no, favorite. They're my, they're my new, new favorite." <laughs> and Jim yeah. Ross, Jim Ross made a comment on AEW Rampage on Friday night, wishing his friend the best, and said he had actually talked to him on the phone. And I thought that was a nice little tribute. Uh, Jim and Jerry, very, very, very good friends. But before we move on with other things in professional wrestling, I thought we'd take a pause for the family and friends of uh, Jerry Jarrett, the promoter and wrestler and Lanny Poffo, who both have passed away within the last two weeks, and will present the Ten Bells. somber start but let's uh go on to some more positive things here positivity will run amok um one thing you know i might be jumping the gun here dave but it's on my mind so i gotta get it off you know me i gotta get it off before before anything um what do you think about uh braun breaker when is he gonna make his main roster debut. I mean, that guy is good, man. I love to watch him in NXT. Oh, me too. The You know, I got a feeling that the Monday night after Mania. Yeah. That's just a feeling. Wouldn't, or during wouldn't Mania. Wouldn't hurt my feelings. Say what? Wouldn't hurt my feelings. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, he he is that good. He's got, he's got the, the mic skills, ring skills, the body. People love what he does. Uh, but, you know, here, here's a thought. WrestleMania, they're probably going to have something between Lesnar and Lashley. Something will have to, have to happen at WrestleMania for that. So, But what's going on with Elimination Chamber? I thought that they were going to do – I thought they were going toe-to-toe. They in are. Elimination Chamber. But, you know, that's a setup for WrestleMania. So, Elimination Chamber is the last premium live event before Mania. So they'll do something. I mean, something will happen, and then they'll have to have a final match at WrestleMania. That's just my feeling. And who knows whether Braun Breaker would show up at Mania and maybe, maybe uh, say, the winner of that match takes on Braun Breaker? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. 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 You like where I'm going? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be good. I mean, um, you know, I wouldn't even mind seeing Braun Breaker in the mainstream. Uh, but, yeah, I just had to get that off my mind. That was on. That was kind of on my mind. I wanted to get your quick opinion on that. But uh, I guess uh, another thing that uh, I texted you a couple times about was um, I said, do you think that it will be that Sammy will beat Roman at Elimination Chamber, and you don't think he will. You know, I would love to see it because I think Sammy could handle it for a short time, handle being the mm-hmm. champion. I think 
the way the crowd reacts to him. Uh, you know, I don't know if he, you know, you know, for a year or two years or who who knows, but a really good promo on Monday Night Raw between Sammy and Cody Rhodes. I, I sent you saw that, didn't you? Does it really matter what I believe? I think what matters is what do you believe? Do you, Sami Zayn, believe that you can defeat Roman Reigns? Do you want the truth? I don't know. I don't know. Because you haven't seen what I've seen, okay? I have been in the trenches with the bloodline. I have stood shoulder to shoulder with Roman Reigns for over nine months. I have, I have been in the dugout with them, making game plans. I've seen it. I've seen it. They, they always find a way. Cody, they always, they always find a way. He actually is as good as he says he is. He actually is operating on a level higher than he's ever operated on before. And I have seen it. I have seen guys bigger than me. I've seen guys stronger than me. Walk into matches with Roman Reigns full of conviction, fully believing in their hearts that they were going to be the ones to take down Roman Reigns. And every single one of them went down. Every single one. So now I'm supposed to believe that after all this time, after almost 900 days, that Sami Zayn is gonna be the one to take down Roman Reigns? Look, if you're asking me, if you're asking me if I believe I am capable of beating Roman Reigns, yes, yes, I believe that. If you're asking me if I think I'm capable of becoming the undisputed universal champion, yes, I believe that. If you're asking me if I think I am worthy of being WrestleMania main event material, yes, I believe that. I have to believe that. I have to believe that with every fiber of my being. Because if I don't believe that, no one else will, Cody, okay? But if you're asking me if I actually think that I'm going to be the one walking out of Montreal as the new undisputed Universal Champion, I don't know. Okay, Cody, I don't know. <laughs> so, you don't know? That's what you're saying to me? You don't know? I haven't watched Roman Reigns up close, but I have watched him from the sidelines. I've watched him from when he became champion to now. And you're right, everybody has fallen. But here's the other thing. There's dissension in the bloodline for the first time ever in his bloodline, and that's because of you. There's cracks in the armor, holes in the scales, and that's because of you. The idea that the greatest champion of our generation could possibly be dethroned, becoming a reality, is because of you. This awesome moment in time that we're all here for is because of you.
But just one more thing, Sammy. I don't want to see you on Raw next Monday. Because I'd rather see you at WrestleMania. Dude, how how good how good is Cody Rhodes on the mic? I yeah. I forgot how good he was on the mic, man. You know, I hadn't I hadn't watched a lot of AEW like you had, and uh, so I've been missing his promos. I mean, man, that guy is good. Yeah, he he really is. Man. And then you had the the mic skills of Sami Zayn, uh, and they yeah. tore it, they tore it up on Monday Night Raw. It was good. Good, good well, stuff. How, how cool! How cool was it to hear the Olay chant? I haven't heard that in <laughs> years. Yeah, it's been years. I mean, that was like NXT the last time we heard that. Yeah, and every time they would go to Canada, if Sammy was there, you would hear that. And sometimes when Kevin was there in Canada, you would hear that, but you never heard it in the states. Olay, Olay, Olay. Yeah, until they, they were... used to do it. At, they used to do it in NXT uh, a lot. Yeah. When Sammy would come out, you know, remember when he was NXT champion and he got hurt and they had to take the belt away from him. Yeah, uh, he was good. I mean, you, I, I love Sammy Zayn. You know how I feel about him as El oh, Generico absolutely. or when he was Sammy Zayn, whatever. Uh, he's he's a top notch performer, and I I would love to see him get the belt at Elimination Chamber, but. I just don't. I don't know. It could set up a three-way with uh, yeah. Yeah. with Sammy, Cody Rhodes, and Roman. That would be interesting. That would be cool. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, yeah, that would be fun. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I. What do you think about uh, Cody, Cody Rhodes? I mean, was he? You know, was was this? has this been set up too easy for him, you know, coming in as number 30 and, you know, he's hot, super hot right now and coming back from, from AEW. I mean, is it, is it his time? Has he paid his dues? Do you think it was, you know, is there other people that should have had title shots in front of him or what do you think? Well, I think if he hadn't uh, torn that muscle uh, that he did right before WrestleMania last year, I think he would be champion by now. And I think it just was delaying the inevitable that, uh, I mean, the story, you know, here's the son of the, the son of the son of the plumber that is, uh, yeah. coming back to the WWE crowd loves him. I mean, I was yeah. shocked and I still am shocked at the reception he receives, uh, from the WWE universe. And not that I don't like Cody. I really do. But, uh, I was just shocked at, I thought I didn't think the reception would be as good as it's been, but the storyline, yeah. the son of the son of a plumber, uh, completing the story to get the get the title, uh, yeah, it works. And we'll see how they they ride it up. Uh, there's got to be you know some twists and turns in there, but just don't be surprised if he gets it at WrestleMania or shortly thereafter. I don't have anything wrong with him getting it. I just. You know, it, it, a lot of, I know, and, and you would know more than me. You're on social media, so I don't know what is going on as far as that stuff goes, if what the comments are and what, what people are saying. But, you know, it sure seems like when, when anybody else, like, you know, Logan Paul or somebody comes up and they get it, he gets a title shot, and everyone's like, well, what the hell? 
you know, somebody else before him should have had a title shot. He's just a, he just barely came, you know, off the, you know, he just walked in off the street and he gets a title shot. I I just wonder if there was any of that chatter going on with Cody or is everybody. When they did their Saudi, when they did their Saudi Arabia event. Yeah, that did happen quite a bit. Um, People complained about that, but you know, Logan Paul has proven that he's not too bad. And storytelling is storytelling. I mean, and, and we're not the ones that are making the decisions. So, right. I mean, whatever happens, happens. I, I just, you know, there's a lot of people that you and I would like to see, you know, get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more attention, a little bit, you know, more titles and in the better, in the bigger scenes and bigger screens, you know? Yeah. But when, when you, you go back, uh, to the Royal Rumble. Okay, let, let's take you back to the Royal Rumble here on Turnbuckle Trash when Logan Paul and Ricochet did that mid-air collision after both of them jumping springboarding oh. off the top rope. That was one of the top moments I have seen in years. That was oh. incredible. The sheer athleticism between, you know, those two. I mean, right. I, I mean, what? Man, uh, could you imagine standing on? I mean, you've seen those top ropes, and what are they? An, an inch, inch and a half round, maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe and to that. Be able yeah. to get on that, thing, get on that thing and jump clear across the ring. I mean, go! I I wouldn't be able to. Do, I, I, I would probably trip and stumble getting into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, I couldn't get up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, get a forklift to get yeah, me I'd into be. the ropes. Uh, but I don't, did you watch uh, Vengeance Day NXT? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I there was I, a a spot in there I've where been, you... I've been watching. I've been trying to keep up on NXT on you know just their weekly oh, weekly okay. shows. I've been trying to keep up on on those a little bit better because you know they're a little bit easier for me to watch and you know they're they're short and they're readily available on the network, so right. you can just jump right on there. Well, or I'm sorry, on on Peacock. Um, There's some news about Peacock I want to get into in just a little bit. Yeah. With uh, Dominic Dijak and Wes Lee. Okay. Okay. Dijak. Oh, oh, my gosh. Was that that picture you sent me? Oh, Oh, the broken finger? Yeah. Yeah. That was at the end of the match. Wasn't that gross? Oh. 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 But earlier in the match, uh, we'll go back to the broken finger. Earlier in the match, Dijak, who is about six foot seven, six foot eight, he's on the side of the ring, outside of the ropes, jumps up and does a springboard off the top rope. At six foot seven, six foot I've never seen anybody that size do that move. It was incredible. And then he broke his uh, finger. Uh. Ouch. Did it make you? Did it make you, you know, sick that, to your stomach? I'm sure it had to be fake, right? I mean, no, wrestling yeah. fake. Remember? Yeah, right. Yeah, super, super fake, wasn't yeah. it? Wow. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Daysvoiceworks.com. Spell works. W-O-R-X. Find podcasts there, like my Radio Guy Reflections podcast where I get to talk to other radio people about their careers and what's going on in the world of radio. How about some turnbuckle trash? 
I am joined by Chris Evans and Zane Peterson. We we just talk about professional wrestling. And then there's the three W News. 3W News is the weird, the wacky, and the wild news that might have escaped your everyday newscast, but we have it here on the 3W News, which is part of Radio Guy Reflections. Check out some of the celebrity interviews I've done over the years, and we have special musical salutes for different holidays. And coming soon, some comedy. It's all at daysvoiceworks.com. When you spell works, it's W-O-R-X. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. After all, they're just wrestling, right? Woo! We'll break your bones! We'll grind you in your pudding! We'll turn your faces off! I'm feeling such an odd mixture of pride and mortal terror! It's time to take out the trash on Turnbuckle Trash. Oh, all right, but this is for informational purposes only. I don't, you know, there, there's uh, a lot going on right now, and it's so hard to decide, like, where everything is going. I mean, uh, what? It, so I want to know, and I know you and I both don't know, but I want to know your opinion on, uh, is Vince back in charge or not? Or, like, what's going on? Do we know anything on that side of things? Well, the only thing I've been reading, uh, you know, once again, when you go to the Internet, you're going to see some things that are true and see some things that make no sense at all. There's actually, I wish I could remember what the name of the, the kind of the wrestle news that's on YouTube. I will never watch these guys again. They're, they have no clue what's going on. They just, you know, do rumors, <laughs> rumors, rumors. But anyway, I would say because the WWE product has not gone backwards, that mm-hmm. Vince is concentrating on trying to get this thing sold. Because I mean, you still think that's on the table? I I firmly believe it's on the table. Really? Yeah. And I think Saudi Arabia probably backed out. Oh, so because because I mean we saw the stock price jump and yeah, I mean it was like right on the verge and then something happened. Yeah, I I'm I'm wondering if they backed out, but you know you've got others that are out there that uh, have been rumored to be part of maybe buying it there's been a lot of rumors once again that uh that maybe even the rock and his business group the the people that are behind the xfl that they might be one of the the buyers uh the people comcast you know xfinity comcast nbc universal they're all under one umbrella that's been rumored for a long time uh also rumors out there that Tony Khan's group of AEW might be suitors for the WWE. I no doubt way. that one, but yeah, yeah. But who knows? You yeah, know, know, we're talking billions of dollars, billions of yeah, contracts, I know, I know. and uh, you, there's got to be a lot of legal wrangling when you're talking about that. Um, AEW just signed an agreement to have their programming being broadcast in Australia and a couple of other island countries, and I think... I wish they'd hurry up and get a deal with a streaming service. Yeah, me too. I, I really do. Grief, at least, if, even if it was a week behind or something. Yeah. They need to. They do have they the ROH to. streaming service that's going up, but I don't like that I don't like that business model that they're doing, where you get the, the oh. weekly program, 
and then you get an opportunity yeah. to buy at a discount their pay-per-views. Don't like that at all. Uh, that's stupid. Yeah. But speaking of streaming services, and this is where I wanted to come back yeah. with Peacock. Okay, tell me, tell me. Uh, we received word the other day from Xfinity Comcast that Peacock will no longer be a free service when you have that that top tier of cable programming, but you can purchase it. It'll be like nine ninety nine a month, which I will probably continue to do because that's still a good deal to get the pay-per-views and everything from the WWE yeah. plus some other programming from, from Peacock. Although, man, they are so slow. Yeah. <laughs> that business well, is slow. Uh, <laughs> Peacock really isn't that great of a <laughs> streaming no, service. It's, it, they it's really not. don't have... It really does. It really, it really sucks. <laughs> I mean, there's like I, 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 we did watch. What was it? We watched something on there the other day that I was surprised was on there. Me and Jackson watched something the other day that was. I was really surprised. I was like, "Huh, that's on Peacock." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old TV oh, shows. Oh, I know what it was. It was. It was the. It was the Keanu Reeves Forty Seven Ronan movie. Oh, I, don't, it was I haven't Peacock. seen that one. So. Is it any good? That yeah, was, right. yeah, was all right. Yeah. I like Keanu. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, HBO Max, um, they're they're changing up everything they're doing, too, especially with the DC universe. Well, and... they got bought by Discovery, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. And and so Dis- they said that the Discovery Network and HBO Max and everything is probably going to be under one umbrella now well the rest i've i've been heard that they're still going to have a different streaming service for discovery and keep uh, hbo max the way it is well you know it sucks because hbo's got a lot of good stuff on there um but it's expensive man it's 15 it's 16 bucks a month yeah and you know and, and i love we love discovery too and discovery's uh, my hell dave i i pay i pay more through all these streaming services than I did with satellite or cable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hulu is Hulu ad free is um, like 13 bucks a month mm-hmm. and HBO max is 15.99 a month and Peacock, uh, the, the ad free is 10 bucks a month. And, Oh my good crap! I'm up to forty, fifty dollars a month. And then you you have crap. Netflix too, don't you? Uh, I uh, I'm one of those dirty <laughs> rotten suckers that steal my brother's Netflix <sighs> password, so I'm sure I'll get cut off pretty quick. Yeah, you probably will. Yeah, but at least you have uh, your 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 stock in the WWE to fall back on. Well, yeah, you know the stock is down though. I'm a little disappointed. See, I should have waited to buy i i bought when stock was high thinking you know i'll buy a few shares at, at you know with like in the high 80s that's like and and maybe i'll it'll hurry and maybe it'll go up even more if it goes up to over a hundred dollars a share then i'll at least make 20 bucks a share off what i just bought yeah yeah it went down uh, see it, it's down. life is a gamble you might as well go to vegas well <laughs> Yeah, so I'll just play the stock market, I guess. Yeah. Legalized gambling. That's all it is. is. I mean, there's so, I mean, insurance. I mean, insurance yeah. is legalized gambling. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, it comes in handy, especially when you've had the health issues I've had recently. So, you know, that, that, that pays a lot. So when last year, about this time when I went to the hospital, I wouldn't be able to pay that bill off. Never, never. Um, currently, uh, WWE is at eighty-seven twenty-nine a share. Uh-huh. Went down twenty-four cents today. Oh, and didn't it go up to a, like ninety-one, ninety-two, or something? It, yeah, it was close. It was close to a hundred bucks a share. I was like, man, if it. But hey, Dave, on a positive note, though, right. I can't complain about this. Okay. My since since me purchasing WWE, my total return has been positive seventy-five percent. Can't beat that. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Woohoo! <laughs> so, you know, if I would have had, think if I would have had a hundred grand to buy WWE stock two years ago when, because I bought it during COVID when, you know, it was not doing very well and people yeah. weren't tuning in and it was the, you know, the stupid Thunderdome or whatever and it mm. wasn't very good television and so they're, their stock was way down, and so I bought a couple shares. I wish I would have had enough money to buy a hundred grand worth of shares. I could retire right now. I'm retired at poor, poor, poor me. So, well, yeah, yeah, you're retired, and and you still have to work. That's terrible, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I I'm actually doing uh, I'm doing some news for a radio station uh, outside of Boston uh, this week. A uh, co-worker is ill and picked up some work for a town I used to live in, Paris, Tennessee, coming up in March and oh, wow. uh, getting ready to do Kokomo, Indiana. And yeah, so, so it's an interesting company I uh, work for. So. so let's go back. Uh, I kind of got a soft topic. Sorry okay, about yeah, that. okay. Um, you do that all the time, uh, though. I know. I just, <laughs> I, I, it's called attention deficit disorder, Dave. Don't, <laughs> don't get it. I mean, my my poor eight, my poor wife and my ADD brain. I'm just like, I, I tell her. I said, she's like, I wish I knew what it was like in your in your brain. I said, imagine a pinball machine. <laughs> you know, you're playing pinball. The ball's going around and around and around. He's a pinball wizard and you know when it gets in one of those things and the lights go off and the dings and you get a bunch of points. Yeah, that's that's ADD brain right there. It's like I'm, 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 as a brain bounces around and bounces around, and then bam, it's on something. And when it's on something, it's on full bore, 110% rocking and rolling. But trying to get it on something is <laughs> terrible. Brother, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but um, so I kind of want to go back a little bit. Okay. Uh, I kind of got us off on a little tangent, but we'll, we're rain it in here and go back. I, I got to get these things off my mind while they're on my mind, Dave, or I'll forget and we won't even be able to have a conversation. I'll just, you'll just be talking and I'll just be listening and like, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> but um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, I, I, I was quite, I, I had absolutely no qualms with it. I think it's fantastic that Rhea, of Rhea Ripley win in the Rumble. Um, so is she going to kind of distance herself or like, how, what do you think is going to play out with that? Because I mean, uh, I like her a lot, and I think that she should have beaten Charlotte when she took her on. Was that last year? Uh, I want to say it was uh, during the pandemic, so it was one of the pandemic years. 
yeah, yeah, and and I mean they had a hell of a match. I remember, right. and and I remember Charlotte won, um, but uh, I I good I I thought that was cool. But I'm wondering if they're gonna um, what's his bucket? Uh, well, um, uh, Vince Russo said that that they'll probably um, start turning Rhea Ripley back face, and they'll get her out of the goth stuff so that she can take on Charlotte. Nah. Charlotte's kind of a heel. Sorry, Vince. Nah. Won't happen. No? No. no. I, don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But... I think it was Vince. I'm, don't quote me on oh, that. Okay. I, I okay. thought it was. Um, I thought a lot about Vince Russo during the Super Bowl this past week. Watching the debacle that was Rihanna's concert and how I just couldn't stand it. And I started thinking, boy, we need more halftimes like when they did halftime heat with The Rock and with uh, uh, Mankind. Remember that during halftime of the Super Bowl yes. years ago? That yeah. was Vince Russo behind yeah. that. And uh, I don't know if you remember this part or not, but when we met Vince uh, at a DCW oh. event, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and I actually talked about that. Uh, he asked me, he said, oh, do you really? know where that idea came from? And I said, it was uh, Jerry Lawler against Terry Funk. They did that in Memphis. That's where that idea came from, to do the empty stadium match. Yeah. That was fun. But, yeah, the Rihanna thing. Oh, man. It was uh, brutally uh, you know, bad. Uh, uh, I don't know, Dave. That, that, uh, I... I I'll just throw my opinion out, even though it doesn't matter what I think. But I don't, I don't, you know, I don't watch a lot of professional sports. Yeah, that's true. I just find it funny and interesting how people are complaining about Rihanna's halftime show. And it's like, if you don't like it, then don't watch it. Just turn the NFL off, turn the halftime show off, go do something else. You know, it's just stupid. I complained about it. (laughs) I'm glad. Well, you have that right too. I'm just saying. Well, actually, I, I I had my phone out playing on one of my casino games while I was going on. So did you? Yeah. So you were gambling too, but so <laughs> so anyway. So let's go back. You didn't you didn't really answer my question. I mean, what? Okay. Uh, I thought that that was a an interesting, um, no, an interesting win by her. Like I said, I like the heck out of her. I I don't know if I like this goth. Um, uh, type look, but I, I don't know. I still I, like her. I see. I see about a six month feud between her and Charlotte Flair. At least uh-huh. six months, because they still have this this thing with the Judgment Day going on, which is very yeah. popular right now and very well done. And uh, they're going to have a match with Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor against Edge and Beth Phoenix at the Elimination Chamber. I can't see him pulling Rhea and getting her out of this goth look just to go against Charlotte Flair. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, with this goth look and the way she's getting the pop from the crowd, um, she's popular with the younger people. You know, because she looks different. And, you know, you got to have the demographics. And, you know, face it, as much as I complained about Rihanna and the halftime show, 
that halftime show was not geared towards a 65-year-old man. It was geared towards the younger audience, and maybe they liked it. I didn't. Same way with with somebody like Rhea Ripley. Even though I enjoy her work, think she's awesome, that look also attracts a younger viewer, and that younger viewer is very much in demand by advertisers, and we want to make money by advertising. I see no problem with what she's doing. Eventually, will she get out of it? They all do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess, you know, that's the wonderful, beautiful, great, fantastic thing about professional wrestling is, is, uh, you know, they can always, uh, start, uh, somebody disappears for a couple couple months, hits the, hits the performance center, hits the weights, gets jacked up on some protein and yeah. comes back as somebody else, you know? Yeah, and, and speaking of that, <laughs> you know, we, we discussed this on our last podcast, about re redoing a character or oh, rebranding somebody. Yeah. Did you see Monday Night Raw when uh, they had the Academy with Otis and um, oh, I just come up with a a blank. Uh, anyway, the Academy yeah. and yeah. Otis was eating a hot dog and he took it out of his yeah. hand and the mustard went flying and went on that maximum male model people that I can't stand. But there was a funny, funny bit with that. The Maxine Dupuis uh, handed a business card to Otis and said they were looking for somebody to become a model like Otis. But she called him (laughs) Otis. (laughs) Otis had this look on his face. Uh, Yes, Otis. Otis. (laughs) And I... That made me laugh. I, I, I really, I hate the male, male model gimmick, but if they can tie Otis into doing it, making it more of a comedy bit, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, all for it. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, you know, and, and I, I, you know, that sure still, man. I don't know. Uh, every it seems like every day across my Google News feed, there comes something about how terrible. Um, What's her bucket is as uh, uh, um, our sassy Southern Belle. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with her. Yeah, I why like are, the character. I don't know why everybody's doing that. Lacey, Lacey, Lacey Evans. Evans. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is everybody? Why is everybody on that Lacey Evans hate train, man? Like, give her a chance. She's she's freaking. I think that she should have beat Charlotte too when she took on Charlotte. I'm not a Charlotte fan though. I don't. I don't like her. I think that. I think that they they use her last name and don't get me wrong. She's very athletic and very good, and she carries herself really well. But I'm just not a Charlotte fan. I I think that the the WWE just they've always tried to shove her kind of the Roman Reigns thing. They always are just trying to shove Charlotte. Straight to the top, straight to the top, straight to the top. I mean, you know, it's Charlotte's always got this freaking belt, dude. Right. It doesn't matter who the heck she fights; she always wins. And it just right. gets—I think it gets old. Right. I do too. I. Uh, uh, but uh, back to to Lacey Evans. I thought of this while you were talking. 
I think it's the Roman Reign syndrome. And you're saying, what? Remember when everyone hated Roman Reigns? I mean, yeah. Roman Reigns could do nothing right to a lot of fans. Yeah. Because they felt yeah. like he was being forced on them. And I'm wondering yeah, if that's the same it. situation with Lacey. I mean, but I don't think that she's being forced on anybody. She's just, she had one squash match. whoop de do. Yeah. Like, what's the, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. She's going to be she's going to be the Baron Corbin of the women's division. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she she'll be there. She and there's nothing wrong with getting that that heel heat like a Baron Corbin has, but people don't particularly like him except he does his job well enough that they don't like him. They like to see him get beat like he did against yeah. Cody Rhodes. And I just kind of think Lacey Evans the way the way the crowd's reacting to her, that might be her niche right now. It's kind of being yeah. the Baron Corbin of the women's division. And I don't know if that makes any sense or not. So, Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I, I sure as heck hope that they, you know, that Baron Corbin goes back as his. I hope that they, you know, he falls back down and 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 gets a bees a bum again. <laughs> that was the greatest story <laughs> for the longest time when he, when he was a bum and uh, <laughs> it was like nobody recognized him in the WWE <laughs> and had his mustard stained <laughs> shirt. That was a great, that was a great bit. Man. It was, it was that a was good fantastic. bit. So. You know, then he wins the lottery. <laughs> and he, <laughs> I thought they could have drugged the, the, you know, him out a little bit more yeah. on, on that. Well, they, they set it uh, yeah. up when he was in Las Vegas that he won yeah. millions of dollars at the at the craft yeah, table. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. That was fantastic. I, I don't know. You know, I, I got to hand it to them right now. They're, they're really, you know, when we talk about being a good time to be a wrestling fan, I mean, it, it really honestly truly is. I mean, think of the stories that are going on right now in professional wrestling. I mean, we – as our as our pinball machine show has gone, I mean, we've covered like some awesome stuff that's going on in NXT. We've covered some awesome stuff that's gone on in other promotions. But the WWE, I gotta say, man, is on fire right now. They are. I mean, I, I agree. I, with the, the bloodline, mm -hmm. the bloodline story. Uh, you know, uh, Gunther and and uh, Austin Theory, and I mean, like every right now, every every faction and everything has something going for them. Mm -hmm. You know, like even, uh, you know, Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor and with Edge. Uh, I mean, like everything really right now has some such good, like, like you said, even Baron Corin, Corbin and JBL. I mean, like everything right now is on fire. Right. Like there's that, there, if if trips if trips can I say is that am I cool am I hip if I say trips? You are as cool <laughs> as a cucumber, my man. If if Triple H is really, I mean, I know they have a, you know, a creative board and and they bounce stories around, but whoever has the sign off right now, uh, I gotta hand it to them because you know there's so much going on right now that. It is a very great time to be a professional wrestling fan. I mean, Cody Rhodes on his way back up to the top. Uh, you know, 
like like uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus oh, teaming that's up. Good stuff, I mean, man. there's just tons of stuff right now that is super super good. You know, of course, I'd like to see more people like you know, like I. I was really glad when Emma came back, but they kind of haven't done much with her. No, and, you know, there's always hope for, I don't know, there's, you know, in the, 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 the club, you know, they came, the OC, they came back and they're kind of had been tossed to the wayside for a little while. But yeah, AJ, was, sure AJ was injured. Coming. So that kind of ruined their storyline. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that they're, I'm sure that their time will come. And, yeah. Um, I mean, like, just think about everything right now that's going on. Like, you know, L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt. Oh, like, how good, of, how good of a show was that? And, like, uh-huh. how good of a buildup was that? Loved it. And, Loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, just everything right now in the WWE is really kicking some major butt. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just really, I'm really pumped and really think it's great right now that to see all the cool stuff that's going on and 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 not only that is they're kind of also keeping us on our toes a little bit like with this sammy and is cody going to be taking on roman at wrestlemania or is he going to be taking on sammy or you know like like good for them for actually finally doing something besides the same old boring crap that they've done for the last 10 years Agreed. They're 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 going really great guns. But I'll tell you, I'm gonna take you back in time to you. Okay? A little quote you did a couple of years ago talking about storylines leading up to WrestleMania were always so good, then after Mania yeah. they became crap again. I hope that doesn't happen. I, I hope I hope not as well. I mean yeah. there's gotta be a little bit of a reset. I mean, you know, WrestleMania is such a big event and it's, it's, you know, literally WWE's, you know, the, the, the biggest show in wrestling, you know, so, so everything through the entire year is to build to mania. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whatever happens at mania after mania, yeah, you know, it's time to, shift some things around maybe get some guys up from nxt you know we've got some new title holders we got you know so now it is going to be kind of a i mean it's got to be challenging to be a writer because like how do you keep everybody interested and you know start building that slow story again till you know, like the rumble so great because it it sets up so many great stories you know but like it's got to be tough a little bit to be a writer to go, okay, look, we just had the greatest show of the entire year. Now what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, crap. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Throw some darts against the wall and see what <laughs> sticks. Well, one thing that would help, and I think has helped, is you don't have Vince coming in and changing the script at the last minute. I, I will agree with that 110,000 million percent that that – you know, it's 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 good that um, that there's there's been some. I don't know. It's just been it's been really good right now to see a lot of these good stories and a lot of these things that are going on right now. It's been really positive to see that. I've got a kayfabe story for you. Tell me. Uh, okay, you know how kayfabe is dead, supposedly. 
Yes. Right. Okay. Well, last week on AEW, the Wednesday Night Show Dynamite, MJF, who's the champion now, is cutting a promo. And as part of that promo, he tells the story when he was a junior in high school and went to the prom and uh, he was very cocky and was driving his, his new Camaro with his girlfriend and he got into a wreck. And since he had already had some points on his license, he switched places to make the girl look like she was driving and he wasn't. Well, okay. police got almost 300 telephone calls talking about they need to investigate that accident that MJF was in. <laughs> so is kayfabe really dead? Well, you know, it's just, it's it's different. I, I, I would never say that it's dead. It's just different. In the reality era that we live in, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's just different as all. Right. I mean, uh, you know, and, and that's just got to be a little bit challenging too. I mean, you know, to try to keep, you know, the, all these guys have social media accounts and, and they're like, well, did you see the one uh, kind of what you're saying? Like, I don't know if you saw just barely, like it, it made a bunch of news, um, of, uh, Ray Mysterio, there was a bunch of jackass fans that attacked him at the airport and just bombarded him and, and, uh, you know, wanted his autograph and, and, uh, you know, like, I don't, I don't agree with that stuff, you know, and, 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 but, but I guess my point is, is like, like, uh, you know, these guys, they're still, they're not, Ray Mysterio's a, a guy. He's a dude. He's right. a human being. He's not just a luchador. And so when you attack a guy on his personal time, when he's trying to get from here to there, and uh, I'm sure it can get quite exhausting because, you know, he's got to keep up his character, but yet he's got to travel. And, uh, you know, it. I don't know, man. It's got to be a little bit of an interesting you know, way of doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know how some of these guys, uh, you know, and I know they get paid well and I know that they, uh, that's what they signed up for. Um, but you still should kind of respect their personal lives and stuff too. Like, like I know, um, is it Braun Strowman, like on his Twitter and stuff, he'll post pictures of him out fishing and things like that. And, and that's not his character. His character in WWE is, you know, the big strong guy that destroys everything in his path. I don't know. I would. I think that would be a little tough, you know. Like I know Macho Man back in the day. You know, he really took. He really took it serious. Really, really took it serious. Well, you know, um, stuff. You know, the the thing with um, celebrity is that you still have people out there that don't realize that you have a life and that you have things that you want to do. And, and they force people will force them, not all fans, but a lot of people would, would force themselves just to get an autograph or maybe a picture. That's why some wrestlers, some celebrities just say, no, I won't do that right now. Or maybe I'll just take a picture. I don't do autographs because people will go on and sell them and, and that kind of thing. 
Uh, and yeah. well, I think we've discussed it before. My little lack, my my little bit of celebrity I've had over the years, I have come to, at times to say, yeah, I can understand where it gets old after a while. And I yeah. think you and I are probably to that point of if we saw a wrestler out in the public, we would just wave at them to let them know we know who they are. Or maybe well, drop and, by and, and say, hey, man, I love your work. Thanks a lot. Well, you know, good luck. That kind oh, of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, even when I, you know, Kevin Nash, his autograph signing thing, like, you know, I had every every right to talk to him and stuff. I mean, we paid our money and we got our stuff signed. But I'm like, hey, dude, you know, I was like, I was like, thank you so much for, you know, being a childhood hero. I was like, you, you know, I really, I just really have always thought you were fantastic. He right. said, thanks, man. Yeah. You know, and, and we just kind of left it at that. Like, I didn't really, you know, like the guy after me, like sat there and, shot the shiz with him for you know a little while and and i didn't know what to say to him i'm like what do you say to a guy like that like like hey hey remember that one time you freaking threw ray mysterio against the trailer that was awesome <laughs> that was <laughs> you know like i don't know i don't know i don't know what do you say to him like i don't know i don't know what to say to him you know what i mean like i don't you, it, it all depends on the situation you know uh, when I got to meet Jerry Lawler, I went up to him and said, hi, Jerry. Uh, I went to Frazier High School from Memphis, Tennessee, class 75, and I went to see the Mid-South Coliseum for a long time. And then Lawler said to me, you went to Frazier High School and you are still living because it was a very rough school. And then I just said, well, I wanted to come huh. by and just say hi. I really wanted to meet you. And I bought a couple of things from him. And then as other fans came up, he told me to hang around. He wanted to talk to me. So we oh, had a good cool. conversation after that. And then when I went to his panel oh, discussion, cool. yeah, but that's where you've got to use your common sense. If Jerry would have, you know, said, yeah. loan me off, I would have just said, hey, I still got to meet him. Vicky Guerrero was the yeah. same way. Uh, when we got to meet her, every time we'd pass by the booth, she would wave at us and say, Dave and Teresa and, and wave at us, and she even asked uh, where my wife was one time, or asked where I was when I passed by her booth. That's where you got to use your common sense as a fan to let them be who they are. And if they, after you've approached them, if they want to talk more to you, then talk to them. But if they're, they kind of blow you off. Don't take it personal. You got to back off. You got to back off. Yeah, I I agree with you. I agree with you. It, it, it just, I don't know. You know that it, it's so. I guess back to the kayfabe thing. Like, it's it's got to be tough these days because they all still have families. They all mm -hmm. still have things to do. I mean, you know, some people. I don't know. It's just, it's got to be a little little bit tough, and and I guess that's what they signed up for. So, but. I don't think it's a hundred percent dead. It's just different. Yeah. Is all. Well, I know you've got a big it's event different. coming up in about a week and a half from now, February the 25th, Salt Lake city. Yeah. STF. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. STF baby. And, um, yeah, dude, it's, uh, I'll tell you, um, I did message, reach out to Darren and he said after the show, he would love to come back on. 
okay. the podcast and um, sure. and see and 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 give us some updates. Um, there, so he's got a show um, going for June now already, right? right. And it looks like it's going to be a good show, man. Yeah, he's, he's going uh, to have a, an independent wrestler called Madman Fulton, six foot nine, yeah. muscles all over him, and uh, that yeah. uh, that's going to be a good show. We'll we'll have to talk more about that, but just going to be great. It's going to be a fun fun show. Yeah, yeah, good for him, man. I'm sure that's a lot of work, and and I'm sure that's a lot of, you know, he said it's been pretty stressful and pretty fun to, you know, get those connections in the biz and. You know, things like that got to be a little bit uh, tough. I wouldn't know where to start. You know, hey, Dave, let's start a wrestling promotion. Uh, uh, hey, Manny, you got anybody you want to send down? I mean, like, what do you do, you know? Yeah, that, that's where you've got to depend to on on uh, having people that you trust around you. Because if I wanted to promote an event, I wouldn't know the first thing to do. I have no yeah. clue. You know, so yeah. getting people around you, or maybe have done it before, or you've been what been behind the scenes uh, to do it, then you could do it. You know, but yeah. to be able to say that you and I could put on an event, uh-uh, ain't going to happen because we yeah. don't have that expertise. Yeah, no. no, it ain't. It ain't going to happen, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, good. I'm glad that there's people out there that can put this stuff together for it because we sure enjoy it you know i guess you said that manny did reach out to you the other day for something or not yeah manny uh, reached out to me and uh, he said that they will be coming to my my place where i live in logan utah uh coming up in may possibly a couple of other uh, uh nights in uh, in the summer and in the early fall as uh, he said they are so busy on saturdays that they're almost booked every saturday with DCW with their bar fights are going to different little towns and putting on shows that uh, they're now starting to do Friday night gigs. And that's what they're going to be trying in Logan to try to do some Friday nights. Do you think that there's enough of a wrestling uh, crowd in Logan that would be interested in that? I depend, It you know, it kind of depends on what's going on in the area. Uh, and, um, you know, when you do a wrestling event in a town this size, you're not going to get a thousand people showing up. I mean, look at Salt Lake city. What'd you have 500 for the fourth anniversary? Five, 600 people. You know, I, I don't know. I know. I mean, I, there was a lot of people there, but right. I don't, I think when I you get know. in a town like our size, like Logan or maybe Manti, if you get two to three hundred people, you've had a successful event. So yeah, I think I think you get two to three hundred people pretty easy in Logan, just from wrestling fans. And there's a couple of uh, people in DCW uh, that are living in Logan now, and then uh-huh. uh, and, and then you know you you get their friends talking to them, and uh, and then you get wrestling fans, and it's all dependent on how it's approached the price. There's just when you're talking promotion, that's why it's it's a gamble. You you putting money out, are you going to get that return? Sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. You got to be able to um, to say, <laughs> I can afford to lose a little bit here and make more money here. Uh, it you just never know. Yeah. I mean, I really don't. I'll, I'll take you back to my radio days. We used to do 
remote uh, remote broadcast. And one weekend, there was a clothing store, and I'm I'm thinking mm-hmm. it was a secondhand kids store that was doing a remote on one of the radio stations I worked at, and it was pouring down rain, not just raining. Yeah, it was pouring down rain, and I didn't think there would be anybody at this remote. You couldn't walk uh, in that store; it was so busy. Really? And th- yeah, it was unreal. And then one day. I did a remote broadcast from a car dealership, and they were having a battle of the bands. We might have had 25 people show up. <laughs> Maybe. You know, and there was free entertainment, there was food, and nobody showed. A beautiful day, too. So when you're promoting an event, you just never know yeah. how the public's going to go with and it. You, do you just remember? Never uh, do you remember when um, uh, I wish I could? You were, I wonder if you, you were, you were probably working for uh, 103.9, but there was a, there was a concert that came to the D. Glenn Smith spectrum up there. And it was several, there was a couple really good country artists. Um, and uh, like they, they couldn't sell, nobody was buying tickets. Right. So they just started giving away tickets at the, at the, uh, on the radio and stuff just to feel the put butts in the seats. And they were giving out tickets. Basically you could walk up and get free tickets. And <laughs> I remember uh, like, so that people were kind of scattered all over the spectrum. And one of the artists was like, Hey, everybody move in closer, move down to these seats. And, and it pissed my mom off because my mom had bought our tickets and, you know, we paid money for our seats. And here all these people were that had seats above us and and got free tickets and stuff and they were had coming in and filling in all these seats below us and had ended up having better seats than us. But there never really was um concerts in the spectrum after that. Like it did so bad that like nobody came to Logan anymore. Well, there was there was some and- there were some other things behind the scenes. I wasn't involved with that concert at the station I was working at at the time. I know what station was that I worked for later. But with the Spectrum, there about that time, they were making it so difficult for you to be able to do a show because of the cost uh-huh. and all the restrictions they did. That was one of the reasons they stopped coming to the Spectrum. But around that time, there was also an 80s... Um, I want to call it a hip hop show because it had Young MC, um, you know, did Bust a Move, and I think Sir Mix a Lot, and they sold uh-huh. three hundred tickets for the oh Spectrum. My gosh, yeah. Uh, you, when you're a promoter, you just—I mean—you're taking a chance. That's why yeah. a lot of people get in and out of the promotion business because something you think is going to be hot just doesn't sell just yeah doesn't sell and i can yeah. i can take you back to something i know a little bit about you know music uh and involvement with the cash valley cruise in uh there was a year that uh, they had signed ready to come zz top to the cruise in well really zz top wanted to they were still going to come to the cruise in but aerosmith had contacted zz top saying, come on tour with us. And the people at the cruise in said, okay, well, we don't want to hold you back. 
we'll get you out of the contract. So they were trying to decide what act to bring in. And the the people that were, you know, the cruise in people themselves didn't understand how to promote that kind of show. And they went out and got America as a replacement for ZZ Top. America, a fine act, love America, good music, good musicians, but it wasn't a party act. So they sold probably 1,500 tickets for that show. And they were expect yeah. they wanted to sell four thousand to five thousand tickets, but yeah. when you're doing an event like that, you got to think about what the event is, which was an outdoor show, car show. What's going to attract people to come? They want to be able to stand up, dance, and yell and scream and everything. And you just couldn't do that to America. Yeah, and I loved the yeah. show. I thought it was a great show, but I told them when they told me it was going to be America. I said. Well, you're going to sell a thousand tickets, and that's what they sold—a thousand or fifteen hundred tickets. And that's so, when you're did. promoting any event, you've got there's a lot. That's why experience means so much when you're yeah. a promoter, and you've got to know what sells, what doesn't, where it's going to work, where it doesn't work. There's just a lot of things you really need to think about. Now, could yeah. a could a could a eighties rock band come in here? And sell out and sell 5,000 seats. They might. Men without hats couldn't. Sticks could. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, men without hats. We're going to do the safety dance. Who's going to want to see that? Pretty good at that. Remember when Sticks came to the fairgrounds? Oh, yeah. I was on the third row. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) That was fun. There was a few people there. That was a fun show. Oh, that was was almost 5,000 people there. Yeah. That was one of their most successful concerts. So, yeah. Can I tell you a quick story well, about that? I know this isn't wrestling, but I, I you know, I introduced yeah. the act. I introduced from the stage. And then I went down to sit with my wife and my friends. And we were on the third row. And there were some people from Ogden right in front of us. And uh-huh. Sticks was loud. Now, I mean, that was loud. And then we're oh, on the third row. Good. So it was really loud. And this guy thought it was too loud. So he grabbed a hold of his candy-coated almonds that he bought at the concession uh-huh. and stuffed one in each ear. <laughs> candy-coated, it's like 95 mm. degrees outside. At the end of the uh-huh. show, he starts pulling them out, and you could see the sugar and the goo and ew. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> no. But that did happen. Yeah. I mean, you, you can ask my wife. It, it happened. Yep, she vouched for me. Uh, <laughs> as long as we have a voucher. That's, that's great. That's great. Yeah. But that that's well, that's the yeah. problem with promoting. I mean, you can have all the planning, you can do you know, and I want the guys at STF and, and Dive and DCW to be very successful and put on shows and, and and let more fans come to these shows. But man, you just never know what's gonna work and what's not gonna work until you're there. Yeah. And and you know, um, like like uh, you know, Darren, he's really interested in in bringing some pro wrestling to some more rural parts of Utah, and I think he could do pretty good. Um, but you know, that's a lot of work. You know, to come two hours to set up a ring to all your talent. You know, to come this far. You know, they got to fly into Salt Lake or drive to Salt Lake and add another two hours to the show. And if he doesn't do well, 
you know, then, then uh, you're right. That's a, that's a really tough. So I know why they stay in places like Salt Lake, right? you know, and, and market in places like Salt Lake, because, because you're guaranteed, like you said, in, in Salt Lake, you're guaranteed to at least, you know, you'll get the surrounding areas and you'll get a few hundred people in Salt Lake, you know, and, and so when you come to these smaller areas, like, you know, and Logan's getting pretty big, you know, Logan could probably, I, I still don't know if the dynamic in Cash Valley would really support um, pro wrestling and stuff like that. I don't, uh, same with down here. I don't know enough of, you know, whenever I say professional wrestling to people, they laugh at me. And I think they're all closet fans. <laughs> but, I, I think, you know, you just, know, just, I just think you probably in like Manti and, and that area, you probably would have a successful show if you could get 150 to 200. I really do. And, you know, there's all kinds of stories about these guys wrestling in bingo halls or in gyms and wrestling before 25 people, you know? Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Are you going to be able to go into Manti and sell 5,000 seats? I don't think so. But if you did it as part of, Let's say you had a county fair and then yeah, you wanted yeah. to set up a ring at the county fair and either do it for free or maybe just charge a little bit, just you know, take the concessions or whatever you want to do. Yeah, you could get five or 600 people. But I just don't think in an area that size of Manti, uh, you know, 150 to 200, I think would be very successful. Logan, maybe 300. That's just yeah. That's just me. I mean, that that's just the way and, I, I see and, uh, things. They said, uh, I, do you remember, I think you were telling me about the Delta show, and I I think that they are, that it was actually fairly successful. Like yeah. Andrew Sowell went over there, yeah. and uh, there was quite a few people that, that went over to that Delta show. You know, and Delta's a similar uh, show as, uh, you know, town as Manti and stuff. And, you know, so if they could do good over in a place like, you know, Delta, then I don't see why they couldn't do good in a rural place like here. The big, one uh, of the big things that they'd have to worry about is not overdoing the show. Don't come in every month, you know, come in every yeah. once in a while. There's something about uh, something coming from the big city to my little town uh, makes a lot of people yeah. in that little town want to go see them. And maybe yeah. professional wrestling, yeah. they haven't seen it enough in that area. Oh, it'd be fun to go spend 20 bucks for a ticket or $25, just a, a, a night of fun. But to think you're going to get 500 to 1,000 people, I think is unrealistic. Yeah. Well, Dave, um, you, can, you can name this show officially the pinball show because <laughs> – we have been all over the place, but it's been a great show. And we covered, we covered a lot, you know, in a little bit of time that we had together, we've been talking about getting together and recording and sometimes Dave and I schedule is hard to line up, but we made it happen tonight on this Valentine's night special. Um, and so, but you know, keep, keep listening, keep, you know, and, and I know Dave, we talked a little bit about supporting the show too. And, and uh, you know, Dave and I would greatly appreciate anybody out there that if they do, if this podcast brings them any value at all, you know, uh, Adam Curry from No Agenda, 
he says, turn it into a dollar amount and, and send some value back to us. And Trying to get you know, it set up right now, so... Yeah, and 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 we're Dave's doing a great job, everybody, with this this show. Dave Dave takes a lot of time to edit it, and and he, you know I'm just a sidekick here. Dave's the Dave's the man that makes the magic happen. So, you know, um, but but yeah, it, you know, it's been a good show, and it's it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. There's a lot going on. It's really exciting. You know, we're we're on the road to WrestleMania officially. Um, you know, we we've got some. There's some really good stuff on the, the the local promotion and the local scene that's going on. You know, we've got STF in a couple weeks. Um, they're already announcing shows for the summer. We got DCW. Uh, you know, there's so much good stuff going on right now in our home state, and there's so much good stuff going on in the big leagues too. Right. And so it it is a good time to be a wrestling fan. And so I think that we should keep it up. I think we need to go play some pinball. You sure play the mean pinball. You can put that as our outro, Dave. <laughs> I think I shall. I think I shall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well uh, what did you used to say on your show? Uh, bye-bye. Toodaloo, y'all. Bye-bye. Toodaloo, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Well, thank you, man. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Wrestling was an essential service. Yes! 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 Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. Correct! The thoughts and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. Well, if you want a rematch, you are getting one. Is turn buckle trash. Be my Valentine. <laughs> Positivity will run amok. But oh my gosh, was that that picture you sent me? Did it make you? Did it make you, you know, sick that, to your stomach? Uh, I'm one of those dirty, rotten suckers that steal. Uh, it's called attention deficit disorder, Dave. <laughs> don't, don't get it. You are as cool as a cucumber, <laughs> my man. Now what do we do? Yeah. Well, uh, crap. Um, uh, I don't know. Throw some darts against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> hey, remember that one time you freaking threw Rey Mysterio against the trailer? That was awesome. <laughs> that was. Ever since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. But I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall. That damn dumb black kid. Sure plays a mean pinball.